Good afternoon, patriots. You are tuned into Living with Liberty, your source for common sense and truth. I am your host, Ryan. Today we'll cover identifying critical race theory concepts within our schools, and I also have an announcement. All next on Living with Liberty. Apparently, conservatives don't understand the nuances of critical race theory. At least that's what the new narrative is from the left. CRT isn't being taught in schools, they say. School administrators say the same thing. We don't teach CRT here. I have yet to come across a conservative who can define what it is, was uh, what I received as a reply on a post I made warning against this narrative shift. Now that one I find a bit funny because I have a whole laundry list of things that leftists can't define for me. Things like, what is an assault weapon? How do you define what an assault weapon is? Where do we still have systemic racism in this country? And that's outside of the Ivy League schools, of course. Where is this rampant white supremacism we keep being told exists? But I digress on all of those. I think conservatives understand full well what CRT is, and the pushback from angry parents and constituents has the left a bit scared. We are raiding their, their little party here of indoctrination. And since the left seems to be so hung up on language, those are the rules that we will need to play by, and we will beat them at those rules. We need to apply Alinsky Rule 4 here, make the enemy live up to its own rules, so we will use their language and we will uphold them to using their own language. We will not allow language shifts anymore. They want to define something as it is, then we'll play by that rule and we'll beat them with that definition. Now, in order to do this, we need to be deliberate with our own language. And we will need to be able to identify the concepts of CRT, the concepts, remember that, keep that in the back of your mind, the concepts of CRT within the context of the things like school curriculum, and even you can take it even, even into your business world, uh, diversity training, things like that. <clears throat> it is true. CRT is not being taught in schools. What I mean by that is our kids are not learning the ins and outs of the theory itself. So do you see what they're doing here when they say we don't teach critical race theory in schools? It's a language game. Of course, they're not teaching critical race theory to our students in schools. They're not doing like they do in college where you can take a course or courses on critical race theory. So when a school administrator tells you we're not teaching CRT here, they are technically correct. But they are either being intentionally deceptive when you say, I don't want my kids learning CRT. They know good and well what you mean by that. 
So they're either being intentionally deceptive. Maybe there are just some useful idiots out there in school administration that, yeah, we're not teaching CRT here and leave it at that. CRT isn't being taught, like I said, but the tenants behind it are, are being injected into the curriculum that our uh, schools are using to instruct our kids. And it's being injected into the language schools are using when they talk about race relations and things like that with the kids in our schools. Now, of course, some of it's quite blatant and we can see it and call it out immediately. Some of it is not. Some of it is subtle and you have to really think about it. What we have to be good at is recognizing those tenants within the language the school administrators and the curriculum of our school in our schools are using. We have to be able to recognize those things in there. We, we can't, with this language game, we can't just blatantly and blanketly go out and say, I don't want you teaching CRT to my kids. You're just going to get, we don't do that here. We have to recognize the language being used and the concepts being used and call those out as uh, the, the tenants and the basis of CRT. We need to identify these things within the language itself and start pushing back on the teachers, the administrators, and the school boards that are allowing this divisive teaching material and rhetoric to be used in our schools, to be used in instructing our kids. Now, at its core, broad definition, boiling it down to the simplest, uh, the lowest common denominator, let's call it. At its core, critical race theory teaches that a person's inherent value is contained in the color of their skin. But you all already know that piece. It teaches at its core, America is a racist country, no matter what steps have been taken no matter what laws have put in, been put in place to rectify this issue within our country. CRT teaches that there are only oppressors and the oppressed or victims, and that the whites are the oppressor. And probably the most damaging piece of this is CRT teaches that there is no absolute truth. That gets back to the Marxist ideology of a utopia, of a communist utopia, which we know does not exist. There's only one utopia, and that's heaven for everybody that believes. There will be no utopia on earth. But in order for the, this damaging, divisive uh, theory and rhetoric to gain hold, it has to teach that there's no absolute truth. We have to pull back on all principles. That's probably the most damaging piece about CRT. Now, there are six tenets of CRT that I, I covered in episode 63 of my show. I'll go through a quick review of them here just to refresh everybody's memory. 
And in case you're a new listener from show 64 on, let's call it. Now, the six tenets of CRT are this. First, race is socially constructed, not biologically natural. That gets back to their, to the fact or, or to the, uh, the uh, idea here that there is no absolute truth. Race is it's biological. It's not a social construct. It's a biological thing inherent in our DNA. That's the truth. Racism in the United States is natural, not aberrational. It is the common experience of people of color. Take a poll of uh, of people of color. I, I you know, I, I think I've seen somewhere it said, yeah, it, it's ridiculous. Uh, this idea of racism in, in the United States as a as a whole, as a operating mechanism is it, it just isn't there. That again gets back to uh, the 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 idea of America is racist no matter what we do, and again getting away from this idea of absolute truth or, or not no absolute truth because the absolute truth is the United States is not a racist country. Legal advances the third one here legal advances of people of color tend to serve the interests of dominant white groups. What do you do with that one? Uh, explain away then the, the the legal advances of the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment, how that serves the dominant white groups as well as the civil rights. I, I mean, that that itself is just ridiculous. Fourth, members of minority groups periodically undergo differential racialization or the attribution to them of varying sets of negative stereotypes. Again, depending on the needs or interests of whites. Uh, you know, I, the, I, <laughs> you got to be able to recognize these things when you see them. That's why I'm going through this. this these, it's just stupid, but we, we have to know. We have to, we, we have to ingrain them in our minds so we can identify them and play the language game. Fifth, according to the thesis of intersectionality or anti-essentialism, no individual can be adequately identified by membership in a single group. Yet the left puts everybody in boxes all the time. Go figure. Six, the voice of color thesis holds that people of color are uniquely qualified to speak on behalf of other members of their group or groups regarding the forms and effects of racism. Again, another left uh, leftist um game here because who do we see uh out there as the voice of color it's all these the these liberal elites and and educators that are the ones pushing this for the most part right i know we've got blm we've got some other groups but for the most part by and large who's pushing it again gets back to uh is there really an absolute truth and our country is racist so that's the six tenets plus kind of the three, um, the three part definition, let's call it, of CRT that we need to be aware of so we can play the language game. So we don't go into these school board meetings. We don't write our legislators of the, call it our, our uh, opposing viewpoint and say, we don't want CRT taught anymore. That's not 
going to get us anywhere. We have to play the language game. We have to recognize these things. We have to break it down to the lowest common denominator. So when we request laws be written and we request our school boards to change curriculum or to stop doing something, uh, segregating groups or whatever they might be doing, whatever these schools and school boards are doing in the name of equity and social justice, we have to be able to get down into the dirty details and talk to this stuff and be well-versed in this stuff so we can point it out and corner them and use their own game against them in terms of manipulating language and using the right language. Now, again, these definitions need to be in mind when we are evaluating what the local schools are doing in terms of curriculum and any equity efforts they may be undertaking. Many of you are already on alert and can pick out CRT concepts that have crept into your local school curriculum. Now, what I'm going to do is I, I want to give you a couple of examples here of things that we have going on locally within our school district that they are trying to implement or I, uh, trying not that they are going to implement as part of a bogus corrective action plan they sent to the Department of Instruction here in Wisconsin after they, being the DPI, Department of Instruction, found, and I use that word found loosely here as it was a sham of an investigation on their part. It was more of just a, uh, a half-hearted effort because the, the, the DPI is full of the cronies of our governor who was the, the state school superintendent before who have bought into all this crap. They just gave a sham investigation. I read the report. The report is utter nonsense and full of contradictions to itself. But at the end of the day, they said, our school district has pervasive racial harassment and needs to be fixed. And we, the DPI, are demanding a corrective action be put together by your school district. Now, part of this corrective action that the uh, administration of our school district put in place in our mostly spineless school board rubber stamped is to hold groups with the students to go over racial equity topics. Now, I want you to listen to how this is written. I, I took these words right from the corrective action our district uh, wrote out and sent to our Department of Public Instruction for their approval on how we're going to fix this pervasive racial harassment in our schools, uh, in our school district. Listen now, I want you to listen to how the administration here describes how they are going to correct the issues within uh, our schools. All right, so the first one here says this, beginning with the 2021-2022 school year, all kindergarten through fifth grade classrooms in the district will implement community circle time as part of each day. A team of school counselors, teachers, and administrators will work to develop the lessons that can be used during this classroom community time. Teachers will receive training on the goals and process for conducting community circles 
and will be given curriculum or lessons to incorporate during this time. The focus of the lessons will be aimed at creating conversations around race and equity. Now, do you hear it? Creating conversations around race and equity. Community circles. Now, if you think about it, what this amounts to is the continued push against the family structure that instills the values and moral compasses in children. The continued efforts to push that aside and have a governmental body headed by radicals come to the fore in terms of instilling its values in our children. This is the disrupting of the nuclear family. Our schools are doing it far more effective than BLM could ever imagine. These community circles are going to be nothing more than propaganda time for our children. How can you converse with a kindergartner on race and equity when they barely know how to tie their shoes? How are they going to grasp these concepts no matter how age appropriate, and I use air quotes there, you make it? This is teaching kids how to hate and mainly teaching them how to hate themselves. Why do you need to converse with a kindergartner on these things? They, at five, six years old, are an innocent child with no biases on anything yet. This is a radical agenda aimed at ruining our kids. These leftists, these school systems running, uh, these leftists running these school systems keep chipping away stealing more and more of our children's innocence and childhood and their sense of self. These community circles will be less conversation and more indoctrination. It's going to be pushing out the reality and it's starting to create that idea of race being just a social construct at an early age. Now, did you catch the other piece here? That piece is the will-be-given curriculum. Now, a little background here that'll make that me pointing that out uh, make more sense of why I'm pointing that out. Now, our district is also undergoing, as part of this DPI mandate, an, an equity audit. That was part of the corrective action they said they would do. Uh, part of the correction act, corrective action they said uh, would be to do one these uh, do these equity audits, and we're doing them with two separate auditors that are coming in. Now I'll tell you this about the auditors. I won't bore you with the 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 in-depth research I've done on these auditors, but these audits are not going to be fair audits. You probably already kind of gleaned that from the conversation here. These auditors were handpicked by the administration, by the superintendent, and are both social justice warrior types and are meant to merely be a rubber stamp on the already prevailing narrative that our district is racist and needs to do more in the equity arena. They're bringing these, these two auditors in 
to push our superintendent's narratives. Now, I want you to be uh, cognizant of one of these auditor groups. One's an individual, he's a teacher at UCLA, he has uh, some sort of head of some sort of, uh, uh, I can't remember the exact title, but it's a civil rights, it's a social justice, it cloaked as civil rights. And uh, as I combed through his social media, lo and behold, June 4th, 2020, the guy was at a BLM rally and is obviously anti-cop. So that's what I need. All you need to know about that one auditor. This other auditor is a group called Integrated Comprehensive Systems for Equity. Further, because that's such a word salad of a name that means absolutely nothing. From here on out, I will call it ICS Equity. Now, why do you need to be aware of this group? School systems are using this group to further their equity programs. If your school system, your school district, and this is why you need to get involved with the schools, with your school board and watch them and watch the administration of your school district and system, these school systems are using this group to further their equity programs, to come in and in, 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 uh, call it install their equity program. And they're doing it to not so great results. This ICS group is the likely place where before I was talking about handing down curriculum and training the teachers. This is the likely place where this curriculum will originate and this training is going to originate. That's what they do. This word salad named group does its audits. Then hopefully on their part, the school system says, well, come in and show us how to do that then. And the ICS equity comes in, sets up their system for equ equity. And oh, by the way, it's based on critical race theory. Now, a nearby school district was using ICS equity until the parents of that school district pushed back on the board to tell them to, to slow down on things, that this doesn't seem right. And that board voted overwhelmingly to put the brakes on the work this pack of grifters at ICS was doing. Now, Asheville, North Carolina School District wasn't so lucky. The Asheville, North Carolina School District used ICS equity to uh, help with their equity program, and it was just disastrous results. Asheville, North Carolina's school district went from the school district with the fifth largest achievement gap between white and black students in the reading, the math, everything they measure those achievement gaps with, to the largest. They went from fifth largest to the first largest gap in achievement at the end of their three-year engagement with ICS equity. Our school system in my town isn't bringing them in just to audit. I believe there's a bigger play here given what they do in equity curriculum implementations and training of, uh, in this case, the teachers and administrators, other administrators on how to implement an equity program. And don't forget that is based on critical race theory. Now, What's planned for our sixth 
through 12th graders is even more blatant and not being hidden in a, a, a nice term like communities, daily community circles. Beginning with the 2021-2022 school year, and I'm reading again from our corrective action that our school district sent to our state uh, bureaucracy, uh, the, the DPI, in grades 6 through 12, advisory time will continue to be built into each day. Okay, so they have advisory time every day. I remember that from my time in, in, in those grades. But here's the kicker now. At least once each week, and it says at least once, so minimum, it could be every day, right? If the program's not taking hold, captive audience of students could be getting bombarded with crap every day. So at least once each week, this advisory time will incorporate lessons regarding social justice, equity, anti-bullying, and character development. So here with the, the older students, our school administration is not even hiding it anymore. And what's worse, like I said, our mostly spineless school board just went along with it. They, nobody asked any questions. Nobody said anything and said, this doesn't seem right. Yes, we have some work to do. Nothing's ever perfect. Nobody's perfect. Every school district, business, individual, probably uh, most certainly has work to do in some area, you know, in social interaction. But this, this, our school board didn't even question it for the most part. They said, oh, sure, we're just going to go ahead and we're going to accept this as is, and this is what we're going to do. The school administration is not hiding it when it comes to our 6th and 12th graders, 6th through 12th graders. Incorporate lessons regarding social justice. Now, I know you all see that one as plain as day. I thought schools were in business. The purpose of schools was to provide an education to students that would help them compete in our country and these in these days of, of global commerce on the world stage. That's what I thought the schools were in business for. I guess I was wrong. Schools are now in the business of training up hot pocket eating activists that will live in mom's basement in perpetuity since the school system failed to instruct them uh, in anything that would give them, uh, that would translate into having any real discernible life skills outside of being a rage robot. The advisory time will now also include character development. Isn't that the role of the family unit? Again, the school system and these administrators are overstepping their bounds and becoming the village that raises our kids in whatever image and ideology they want. That is what we need to be cognizant of. That is why we need to be able to pick this stuff out, these CRT concepts out, these concepts of community circles and well, the 6th or 12th grade, that was pretty blatant social justice, equity, character. It's not even the school's purpose to develop character. That's the parents. It gets back to destroying the family unit, pulling these kids and, and lessening the impact and influence of family on their lives and growing the, the influence and impact 
of uh, of this leftist governmental ideology where the government is now your family the government is your god that is what's going on here it's not the role of the school system to instill values in our kids it's not the role of the school system to character develop or to incorporate lessons of social justice that's not even a thing okay it's not the school system's role to do that it's the parents role to instill the values they want their children to uphold schools are there to instruct not instill values the schools are there to get kids ready for the next stage in life not to turn out more activists we need to be deliberate with our language there are crt concepts being taught in schools not crt itself remember that distinction the crt concepts being taught in our schools it's not that our schools are teaching critical race theory we need to be able to recognize the terms these terms equity social justice those are obvious inclusion now that doesn't on its face sound bad but put it in the context of crt community again on itself not bad but the context which it gets used here is what you need to be uh, on alert for and a couple others here that aren't necessarily ones you might have thought of dismantle disrupt and oppressors be vigilant to any consultants your local school district may be considering working with check them out thoroughly and mobilize a resistance if they are an social justice warrior type consulting firm or consultant individual the continued creep in terms of devaluing girls and women is another key thing to watch out for as more and more districts are allowing boys to compete in girls sports i also want to put this out there as a reminder for all of us do not ignore what is going on in your local school district or school system or your local school the private charter and uh um so-called christian schools or private schools have the same things going on in some of them we've all seen those stories if you do not have kids in the public school system and i say public school system you're obviously not going to do this if it's a private school but if you do not have kids in the public school system and as i think most of you know i don't you still pay taxes to fund those schools and you will be affected by the educational outcome they provide the time for passivity is over the time to take back our communities is now and it starts with the schools get involved go to the board meetings talk to parents if you do not have kids in the school system find out from those parents what's going on what are their issues how can you help provide support because if you don't have kids in the in the school system you can still provide support by being there and opposing this garbage that's being pushed through our schools now let me ask you this would you ignore 
maintenance on your house or car? No? Well, why would you ignore it in your community schools then? Your attention and activism within the schools and helping to instir, instill within them a conservative perspective is what helps maintain our country. It helps maintain the worldview of our kids that this is the greatest country on the planet. It is not a racist country. It is an exceptional country and that it doesn't matter who, what, or where you came from. If you are here, you're here legally, you love this country, you are an American, and that is your identity, and that we're all in this together. I got another question for you here. Would you pay a contractor to do some remodeling on your, on your house without demanding a line item detail of how they will spend the money you are paying them, as well as outlining the work they will perform? Uh, again, I'm guessing that's going to be a no. If it's a yes, call me up. I'll come do some contracting work for you. Um, the point here being, why do we allow school districts and higher up our government in general, but looking at things here from a school perspective, why do we allow school districts to get away with it then? Why do we get a, let them get away with putting uh, nebulous budgets out there and just large groups of, okay, here's a bucket we're spending money in. Here's another bucket we're spending money in without providing the line item detail uh, of, uh, of how and where that spending's going. Why do we not uh, demand an outline of the curriculum they're using and the, the lessons that these teachers are going to be giving our students? We, like I said, we wouldn't allow a contractor to just do start doing work without telling us how are you going to spend my money. We're not going to let them start uh, doing work without telling us exactly what you're going to do. Why do we take that approach with our kids, with our schools? It, it's too much of a set it and forget it, it seems. We have to be more involved in that. We have to demand transparency. How are you spending my money? What are you teaching my kids? What are you teaching our kids if you don't have kids in the school district? Like I said, it still affects all of us, no matter if we have kids in school or not. It's our money. We are funding these schools. We need to demand that it, the money we are paying pain, make it sound like we have a choice. The money our government is taking from us, it's still our money. We need to demand that it is spent in a manner with which we agree. And we need to de demand that there's transparency on how it is spent. Now, like I said at the open, I have one quick announcement before I go for today. Now, the show is going to change a bit as we move on from here. For a reason I will reveal in a little bit. I am not sure exactly how it will change. It might be uh, doing shorter, more frequent shows, or maybe just down to one longer show a week. Now, the reason for the change is I'm going to be running for our local school board here. I do need to keep talking with all of you, though. 
I enjoyed doing this show. Uh, all of you, uh, you know, that write me have had great feedback. Um, I, I really appreciate all the support. I, you know, all my listeners are out there, give me, and the show keeps growing, which is, which is outstanding. But as I'm getting into things here locally, I'm finding that as much as I like talking and strategizing about how we go about winning, I enjoy being in the trenches fighting equally as much, if not more. And I think, you know, last few weeks I've, I've made mention of it. I, I think a couple of weeks ago, I only did one show because I was doing exactly that. Do a lot of research for our local causes, a lot of research for the schools, uh, for the school board stuff. The truth is I really need about 48 hours in a day to get everything done that I want to get done. And since the earth isn't going to start rotating at half speed to give me those 48 hours in a day, I have found I need to really prioritize. I found that uh, working with our our church youth group this past year, it, it gave me firsthand insight into the impact our school board's horrendous decisions have had on our kids. Just how they are now and had become mask robots and just some of the other stuff they talk about that's going on in schools. And also just seeing our school board's utter capitulation to the mandates our state schools bureaucracy put down on them. I have to try and get myself into a position to help the kids of our community more directly and to help stop and beat back an overreaching state agency. So what I'm doing and what's going on is I'm, I've been working on uh, mapping out my platform. I've got, I think, that almost done. Uh, I'm trying to just get out and meet more parents and community members just to really get for start getting my face and name out there ahead of our spring elections next year. And we've been meeting with a core group of parents and concerned community members on what our strategy needs to be both in the short and long term in terms of battling the creeping shadow of CRT in our schools. And remember the CRT tenants that are creeping into our schools. Now, unfortunately, uh, a lot of this work has and will come at the expense of the prep I do for the show. So uh, as I get into the, the prep work to run for school board uh, more deeply, you know, I'll feel out what the best platform will be for the show, whether, like I said, shorter, more frequent shows that, you know, we can, we can do a little, um, a little less prep for. Maybe it's one big show a week where I do a little more prep for. And, you know, I'll do my, do my best. I'll communicate out whatever it is and we'll align to that and we'll, we'll try and stick to that. I want to say this. I appreciate all of you continue, who continue to support my show. And I'm going to keep it going so that we can stay connected. Friends, that's my show for today. Thank you for listening. Please check out my website, livingwithlibertypodcast.com. There you'll find links to my past shows, my original articles, as well as other resources to help arm you with knowledge in fighting off the prevailing narratives of the day. Also, I want you to mark your calendars for the Living with Liberty Outfitters July 4th sale, 20% off of your purchases on July 4th. So mark your calendars, 
Get yourself some new gear at 20% off, one day only, July 4th. And lastly, I'd be so grateful if you subscribed to the show and left a positive review should your listening platform allow. Subscribing helps us move up the charts and helps more people find the truth. I appreciate you spending part of your day with me. Please help us spread the truth by sharing my show and website with friends and family, as well as on your social media accounts. My website is livingwithlibertypodcast.com. Also, let's connect. Follow me on Parlor and Gab. My handle on both is at livingwithliberty. You can also go to the contact page of my website and email me or follow the links there to my social media pages. Liberty isn't a given. We must fight to protect it. Working together, we will do exactly that. Until next time.